All right, man, you guys are a little fired up tonight, aren't you? Welcome back, Reckless. Hey, yell at me if you had a great winter break. Let me hear you. All right. Hey, that's a whole lot better than the response I typically get. So that's good to hear. Hey, we are so glad that you are with us tonight. So glad to be back together after missing last week. And uh, we got a great night planned. And uh, some special guests that I want to welcome, first of all, all the parents back there. Yell at me, parents. <laughs> that's what they typically sound like, the students on Wednesday night. So parents, we're glad that you were in the room tonight. Some of you guys are like, why are parents in the room? Who invited them? So they are here as our special guests tonight. Uh, because chances are their uh, son or daughter went on one of our mission trips last week to winter break. And uh, we are right over there. So uh, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about some, uh, some of the trips and, and what we did last week and uh, some great stuff that happened. So I want to introduce you to a couple of students who are going to be here and uh, sharing about the trip. So this is Liana Williams. Give it up for Liana. She's a junior at Hiram and went on the Baltimore trip. And, uh, and then this is Ryan Germany, who's a senior, senior at North and uh, got some bros in the audience, apparently. So uh, you guys are going to have a chance to get to uh, hear some of the details of both trips. Uh, not from me, but from these guys who are on the ground and uh, are going to get a chance to, uh, to share some things. And so we're going to kind of move through this as, as quick as we can, uh, but want to highlight and just share some of the amazing things that God did. So we're going to start with Baltimore. And so just to give you guys a heads up, uh, this is only the second time that we've done this trip. And, um, and so each year, I mean, it is, was already um, a whole lot better than, than what the first year was. And anytime you're, you're doing the trip for the first time, you're learning what works and what doesn't work. And so, um, and, uh, and so last week, an amazing trip. And it uh, continues to get better and better. So there are 20 students and leaders, including Liana, that went on this trip. And, um, and then a special guest, uh, apparently President Trump, made an appearance. And, um, and there he is. Looks a little bit younger. So they were close, close to D.C., so apparently President Trump was in the area. So, um, so maybe some of you guys are asking, why, why do we choose Baltimore. There's a lot of cities in America. We could have gone downtown Atlanta. What's, what's the reason for Baltimore? And so we have, number one, we've got a church plant called Gallery Church that, um, that we helped plant uh, a few years ago. And so uh, Ellis Prince is the pastor there. He used to actually be the high school pastor here um, before I got here. And so it was an opportunity for us to come alongside and help them reach the city of Baltimore. And so there is a huge need. And one of the reasons why we chose Baltimore is because some of the needs in Baltimore are, are very similar to the needs that are in Atlanta. And so there is homelessness, there's drugs, there's poverty, there's uh, sex trafficking is a big issue in, in uh, Baltimore. And so, um, but the greatest need is spiritual. And so we've, we've talked a little bit about this, and, and maybe you're hearing this for the first time, but the city of Baltimore is consistently listed among the least religious cities in all of the U.S., so it's actually least, uh, less religious than cities like Los Angeles, than Boston, uh, New Orleans, and even Atlanta, our own city. And so the Baltimore team last week had a chance to do a bunch of different things, serve the homeless, uh, which was really great, get a chance to minister, minister to some teens and kids in after-school programs, got a chance to pass out donuts and coffee uh, early in the morning 
one morning to, um, to commuters and, and those heading to work and even some of the homeless people in that community and, uh, and got to do a lot of other things as well. And so, Leon, I want to ask you a couple questions and just give you a chance to share what you saw and, and what God did through the trip. So, first of all, just share some of the needs in the city of Baltimore. Just maybe some of the needs or some of the issues that you witnessed or, your, or the team witnessed themselves. Okay, so um, some of the needs were, they were in Baltimore. We met this one kid, Jordan, and he had gotten mugged and like hit upside the head with a gun. And he was just left there and his head was bleeding and no one knew about it. And so they were so numb to the fact that being mugged was such a big thing in Baltimore. And he like, they just need someone there to like show them that that's not normal and they needed you know, he just acted like it was nothing when it is a big deal. So they just needed someone there to show them that that's not okay and they need to do something about it. And then the homeless people, they were, you know, they were okay with being homeless. But at the same time, some of them kind of, you know, they were like, well, God's not here. So they just needed to know that God is there and they're working with him. And even though they're going through struggles, it's his grace. And they're putting them through the struggles, you know, not to be mean to them, but, you know, to, you know, it's what they need. So they just needed to know that someone there cared and that they weren't by themselves. That's great. So in comes a, a team of 20 from Westridge Church to, uh, to minister to them and provide hope. So what is something, over the things that some of the, the team did um, last week, what is something maybe that you saw God do um, through the team to minister to the people there? Um, so the first rec center that we went to, um, it was high schoolers and like elementary schoolers, and there was this one kid there. His name was Dennis, and um, one of the girls on the trip, Carly, was working with him, and she, um, when we first walked up to him, he wouldn't talk. He was very quiet, um, and they noticed that he had, like, cigarette burns on his arms, and he wanted, like, he looked like he was going to cry, and so we wanted to do something to try, like, get him to talk to us, so we asked one of the guys, uh, Troy, to go talk to him and see if he'd like play basketball with the guys and he said yes and so he started playing basketball he started opening up he was talking to us he was laughing he was smiling and I felt like one of the things God did was you know used us to show this little boy that he's not by himself and someone cares and even if he is being abused and you know hurting that you know we love him and God loves him and he used us to show this little boy that he matters that's awesome very cool so what about for your own faith? This is the, your first ever mission trip, is that right? Yeah. Um, so how was your own faith impacted because of the trip last week? Um, it made me realize the homeless people, they were so content with being homeless. And it made me realize that, like, you know, even though we say it, we take, you know, our lives for advantage of our lives. No, it really made me realize. And so when I was doing that, it made me think, you know, I had this, like, high of wanting to just praise God. It made me realize I don't need to just be doing this here. I need to always do it. And like all, every day I need to praise him and I need to, you know, do what I'm doing here in my everyday life and not just there. And I need, really need to, you know, be thankful for the things that I have and not take advantage of stuff like that. Very cool. That's good stuff. Well, thank you for sharing. Give it up for Liana. I want to say to, uh, to you students and leaders that went to Baltimore um, how proud we are of you. And uh, I know for some of you, maybe you went on a middle school mission trip uh, to Orlando or um, one of those trips. Maybe for a lot of you, that was the first time you've ever 
seen some of the things that you saw or had a chance to minister to people. And so, and that really is, whether it's Baltimore or Nicaragua, um, one of the, the beautiful things about these trips is that it, it kind of pushes us out from the things that we're used to. And so whether it become one of those things that we see a need that we've never seen before, or we see somebody struggling up close and personal that maybe we've never witnessed before, or we personally have never struggled with, um, or we just watch God use us in ways that we wonder, man, could God really use me this way? And so I know so many, so many of you um, on the Baltimore team that went in going, I'm not really sure that I'm you know, up for this or that God can really use me. And how proud I know for, for Ruth and for the other leaders that, uh, that led that trip of, of you guys stepping out and choosing to trust God and how God showed up in those situations and in those moments um, to provide hope to the people that you minister to, but also to encourage you in your own faith as well. And so um, we're just, we're really proud of you guys for, uh, for coming and being a part of that trip this year. So, all right, and then the other trip we went on was uh, a little trip to a little Central American country called Nicaragua. And so some of you guys may have heard of that before. Uh, we, I feel like we've talked about it a lot, especially since for the last seven years. I mean, Baltimore is, is a new thing, and I'm excited to see how that trip is going to grow and how, we're gonna, how God's going to continue to use us in, uh, in those areas and as we fine-tune what that looks like and um, you know, believing that that impact, even though it's going to look different, um, that we're still five years from now going to be talking about Baltimore like we do Nicaragua. And, uh, and the level of excitement that's there. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. And so for the last seven years, we've had a chance to, uh, to be a part of, of what God's doing in this little village called the Flags. And so um, there were 86 students and leaders and, uh, and a baby chair that, um, that went, to, uh, went to Nicaragua. Donald Trump did not make an appearance at this, uh, this place. He's too busy with other things. But, um, but it is, it is one of the, some of you guys have heard this, maybe a lot of you guys have heard this, but the Flags is one of the poorest villages in the country of Nicaragua. And it is, as Nicaragua is a real, one of the poorest countries in the Western Hemisphere, and then you've got a, one of the poorest countries in that country, um, is, um, just shows about the level of poverty that exists and, uh, and what these people go through. And so they're, People that in this village that live on less than $2 a day, that there is a legitimate number of families that wonder where their next meal is going to come from and whether or not they're going to eat. And we saw all of that brokenness last week in these people. And so God enabled us to, to serve that village through a lot of the similar things that we've done over the last few years through VBS with the kids, doing sports and games uh, with the kids. We had four construction projects this year that involved a, a building a playground at the church, a kitchen at the church. Uh, there was an irrigation system that was going to minister not only to the church, but a lot of families in, in uh, that part of the village. Um, and then a house that we were able to build for a lady, Rosa, that you'll see in just a minute. Um, and then door-to-door evangelism, we gave out Bibles, hygiene bags. And one of the things that I loved this year that, um, that we did for the first time, and this just shows how these trips are connected together. And it's not just a, an isolated thing that this team is different than the last team. Uh, last year's team or previous year's teams. But we were able to, as we saw a need in the village of just to help these adults grow in their faith, that as more and more of these people are coming to faith in Jesus, they just don't have the resources to be able to consistently grow in their faith. And the need for people to come in and to train them of what it looks like to follow Jesus. And so 
to, it was an honor for me and a blessing for me to see our high school students leading Bible studies with adults and talking about what it looks like to follow Jesus. And so we got an opportunity to do that for the first time ever this year of being able to help these adults grow in their faith. And so we, uh, we had a chance over the last week to pray with 32 uh, adults and kids who trusted Christ as their Savior last week. So 32 people. And so I, this, is, this is no exaggeration. I know for some of you guys you haven't seen it, but, or maybe you've seen pictures, but you haven't seen it physically. But for any of us that have seen where this village was when we started seven years ago and where it is now, the village is literally changing before our eyes. That it is not the same village that it was seven years ago because God is bringing groups like ours and other groups in and he's using us to impact this village. And it is powerful to see, not just on a physical level, but on a spiritual level as well. And so I want you guys to take just a minute. We were fortunate enough that uh, Luke Lambertson came with us this week and, uh, and was able to capture some of the things that we did. And so I want you guys to take a look at the screen for the uh, next few minutes. Great stuff. Thanks, Luke, uh, for capturing that and doing a great job putting that together. All right, so Ron, I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about what you uh, saw. So you've been a part, this is your second trip to Nicaragua. So what is it about this trip that's become so important to you? Okay, so um, our church started going on this Nicaragua trip seven years ago. And this is only my second year, but I was still curious this year to see what God was going to do in this village. I mean, we've been going there for seven years, so some people may begin to wonder, like, what does God have in store for this village? We've been here for so long. But um, everybody who had doubts of whether or not we should still even be in this village was so wrong because like, we saw God show up in some absolutely amazing ways. Um, he ministered to people that, um, like, it was, it was unbelievable watching him do his work in that village. And it, he made it quite evident that he was not done by any means. And um, it's so inspiring, like, watching all these people, how humble they are, even though they have nothing. And... Um, you go to this, you go on this trip um, to minister to people, but it turns out, you know, you get ministered to just as much by them and by everyone else around there. That's cool. So what is, uh, what's something, maybe give us a story or, you know, capture kind of a moment where you saw God do something last week through you or just through our team in general? Yeah, so... Um, last year, on my first year I went on a trip, I met this boy named Ronaldo. And we met him at the school, and he was, he was so awesome. He was so happy. He was always running around playing sports. And um, I guess I didn't have my priorities right last year um, when, I, when I was talking to him because I never really got deep, too deep into Jesus with him. So I told myself that this year I was going to, you know, figure out, figure out about his faith and his relationship with Jesus. And so this year when I got off the bus to, to go see him, he was at the church and not the school. And I was kind of wondering about that, and he, he wasn't happy. He, he kind of walked around sad and stayed to the outskirts of the, of the crowd and didn't really talk to anybody. So I knew something was up. And later in the week, uh, me and my buddy, we went up and talked to him, trying to figure out like, what was going on, try to get him to open up. Um, we were asking about his physical needs, like whether something was going on in his family or uh, something was going on in his life that was causing him to be upset. And he just he wouldn't open up to us whatsoever. And so I started asking him about his spiritual needs and you know, his relationship with Jesus. And he told me that he, every Sunday that there's a, a church service, that he's there. 
And when I told him that, you know, being a Christian is so much more than coming to church on Sunday. And, like, so I, I said, so tell me about your relationship with Jesus. And he kind of looked at me with a confused face. And so I started telling him about kind of what it meant to uh, have a relationship with Jesus. And he, like, while I was telling him everything about it, I made sure he completely understood, like, what it meant. And his eyes just lit up. And, and he was, he, I knew that, like, he was, he was ready to be, to accept Jesus as a Savior. And so we prayed the salvation prayer over him. And, uh, and, you know, that was so amazing watching that happen. But the story didn't even stop there. So uh, he was, he's, you could still tell he was still a little upset, like there was something going on in his life. And so the next day, we went back and talked to him, except his mom was with him this time. And we started talking to his mom, you know, trying to, trying to figure out what was going on in his life, if there's anything we can help him with. Or, and she said the money had become so tight lately that he's, he's not able to go to school and that he's having to stay home and try to provide for his family, and he's, he's kind of been picking up miscellaneous jobs here and there for only 20 cents a day. Like, he's trying to provide for his family with only 20 cents a day, and that, 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 was, that, that just shook me, and it was, it was absolutely crazy. And so I started asking her, you know, if, she, if, she, if her son had told her anything about the decision he had made the day before, and she was just like, yeah, I couldn't even be more proud of him. He's so excited about it. And um, I'm ready to go through this spiritual journey with him. I want to accept him as my Savior also. And so we prayed for them, prayed for her also. And so I'm super excited about what God has in store for that family. But it was, um, while seeing God, these people come to salvation is so amazing, um, there's still, still a lot of work to do in that community with, with discipleship. Um, evangelism's, evangelism is, is awesome, but um, discipleship... We, we need to, like, this, this community needs depth. Like, they, they, they get this relationship with Jesus, and they don't really understand where to go where, where to go from there. And so that's why we started this Bible study this year, and, and it was, that Bible study went so amazing, and I'm really excited to, for the depth that's growing into this, into this relationship with Jesus in that village. That's great. So it, it is hard to come back from either one of these trips and, and to not be impacted, you know, yourself. And you even talked about that. You go to minister, and yet they minister to you. But this trip has had a greater impact on you once you've gotten back here, um, even from last year and, and what's happened. So talk about a, a little bit about how this, this trip and what you've seen God do has impacted your life when you've come back home. Yeah, so um, when you go into this, this trip— you know, God pushes you out of your comfort zone so much, and it makes you uncomfortable. But, you know, when God's doing this, he's growing you in your faith, and he's stretching your faith. And so when you stretch your faith, God, God can use you in absolutely amazing ways. And I remember last year I came back, came back from this trip into America, and, you know, I was struggling to find, like, find my purpose here in America. You know, I was wanting to, to uh, talk to people about Jesus like I did in Nicaragua, but I was having such a hard time about it because it was so different talking to people in America than it is Nicaragua. <clears throat> And so I, I started praying to God, you know, put a burden on my heart, um, you know, you know, give give me the the courage to talk to people in America like I did in Nicaragua. And uh, what what I felt a calling to do is He burdened my heart for homeless people, like on the streets. And so what I did is I ended up going to Goodwill and uh, I bought all the Bibles they had on their shelf, <clears throat> and I kept them in my truck all the time. And so any time I was uh, driving past a homeless person or something, God put this burden on my heart and, like, this, this burden to go talk to them and share the love of Jesus just because, just because this prayer I prayed to him. 
And so, and that's why I did. And I met some really cool people, had some awesome conversations, and uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what God has in store for me this year here in America, you know, what he's going to put onto my heart. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you both for sharing tonight. I want, I want to uh, have a, just a minute to, uh, to kind of pull all of you into this, because one of the cool things about um, these trips is that over the last few years, they haven't just been isolated to 20 students and leaders that go to Baltimore or 86 of us that go to Nicaragua. But all of you have an opportunity to be a part of it. And so, you know, if, if you've been here any week since the beginning of the year, we've, we talk about the Reckless Offering. Uh, we give you an opportunity to give um, and, and to be generous and whatever that looks like for you. But uh, for, for all of us to be a part of what God is doing and God, what God wants to do in those areas. And so we had an opportunity through our reckless offering to take $2,100 with us. And you guys remember the last few weeks, you know, we were pushing hard trying to get to $2,000. Uh, you guys gave more than that, $100 more. And so we were able to take $2,100, broke that up between Baltimore and Nicaragua. And each of, of those teams were able to take money with no plan for it. It wasn't in the budget it was just, God, whatever we end up taking down there, we're just going to ask you to reveal the needs and the opportunities for us to minister to people with that money. And so we were able to do that. And so here, just to, to let you guys know some of the things that we did through the money that you guys gave and through your generosity, is that in Baltimore, here's some of the stuff we, we did. There's a uh, playground equipment for a local church that we were able to provide um, the donuts on the day that they were able to, to pass out donuts and coffee and, and stuff to the people in the community uh, were able to pay to make that happen. There's a church that pays for that, um, to do that a couple times a month. And so our, our um, reckless offering was able to pay for them uh, to do that for that one day. Uh, paid for pizza one, one day for the uh, inner city kids that they were ministering to. Um, and then provided some weight room materials and some boxing gloves to, uh, to keep older kids uh, off the streets and, um, and just some opportunities for the folks there to be able to minister to people through letting them beat each other up. So really, really cool things we were able to do um, through the money that Baltimore took with us. In Nicaragua, here's some of the things we were able to do. Um, every, food, every family that we visited door-to-door, which is about 86 of them, were able to give a food bag to them, which will feed that family, depending on the size, for a couple of weeks which changes, I mean, for a family that doesn't know where their next meal is going to come from, and you give them a food bag that feeds them for two weeks, um, that makes a dramatic impact. Uh, provided items like mattresses, diapers, uh, medicine. There was a lot of medicine needs this year. Um, and then things like baby formula uh, for these families. And so it was just as we went door-to-door and heard some of the needs, we just kind of made a list, and then we're able to go purchase those items and go and bring them not only food, but also to be able to, uh, to give them some of the specific needs that they had. Um, and so just to be able to see as, as our team was delivering those items and just to see the looks on their faces and how thankful they were that, um, that we didn't just pray for them, as powerful as that is, but we also stepped in and physically met one of the needs that they had. And so I want to say this very clearly to every single one of you, whether you gave one week or whether you, can, you were faithful and consistent in giving, um, how blessed we are and how blessed the people in Baltimore and Nicaragua are because of your generosity. And I want you to know how powerful it is that it is not lost on God when you guys, and it may seem insignificant, 
when you drop a couple of dollars in a bucket one Wednesday night. But that God knew every single person that, that he was going to bring across our path. He knew the needs that were going to be there. And he, even when you were dropping that in, and God's sovereignty knew the money that we would have and the needs that he was going to allow us to meet with that money. And so I want you to know how you made that possible. And the cool thing is, is that we're not done yet. Is that we still got buckets that we're going to have every single week, even though we don't have them up tonight. We're going to have them every week through the end of the school year and still enable you guys to give. And as other needs come up in Baltimore and Nicaragua, um, not just next February or the next time we go on a trip, but, um, but even before that, that we're going to look for those needs and those opportunities. And so God's going to continue to use your generosity to impact the people in those areas. Now, I want to close out uh, just a minute with um, just to kind of, as, as kind of a recap and, and almost like a quote that was on from the, from the time we first started our training with, with both of these teams. Um, there was a quote that we used to challenge about what we felt like God wanted to do. And so the challenge was, was this, how will you really know what God has made you capable of if you never go beyond what you're comfortable with? If, you're, if you never go beyond your own comfort zone and allow God to stretch you, how will you really know what God can do through you? Because when we play it safe and we're comfortable and we just kind of go through the motions and we're not really willing to step outside of those areas of comfort or those things that we're sure about, sometimes God lives out there and does his greatest work in those areas outside of our comfort zone. And so the challenge was for these students on both trips, we're going to push you out there and you're going to discover some of the things that God is capable of using you to do. And so... The students and leaders, you guys are a little bit excited coming back, aren't you? Yeah. You guys are a little bit excited, right? Yeah. A little bit. And so many of them are ready to get on a plane, go back to Baltimore tonight, go back to Nicaragua tonight. And um, because they've discovered what God can do through them, it's about the people they've ministered to, but it's about realizing that God can use them when maybe they question whether or not that was possible. And so if, any, if we are followers of Jesus, then he wants to stretch us and move us to the point that we discover what we're capable of and what he can use us to do. And it doesn't take Nicaragua and Baltimore to make that happen. That tomorrow morning, when you go through the halls of your school, or tonight when you go home to your family, or when you go home to your neighborhood, or when you go to your job tomorrow afternoon after school, Those are the same places that God wants to pull you out of your comfort zone, out of the things that you're familiar with, so that he can do some of his greatest work through you. But you may never know what he can accomplish through you if you're only willing to play it safe. And one of the amazing things about these trips is that we watch God accomplish more in us than we could ever accomplish on our own. And accomplish more through us on those things that we're unsure of and uncomfortable with than in those areas of our life where we're sure of and we're familiar with. And so the amazing thing for for us as as we finish up tonight is that God is not just satisfied with informing us about his kingdom. But God is inviting all of us in to be a part of it, to participate in the work of his kingdom. Whether you go to Nicaragua or Baltimore next year or not, and I hope all of you sign up because they are amazing trips. 
but you don't have to wait until next year to watch God accomplish great, powerful things in your life and through your life. God is inviting you to participate in the work of his kingdom right now. So in the neighborhood of West Cobb, at East Paulding High School, wherever it is that you live and work and play, God is inviting you to participate in the work of his kingdom. And if we'll just allow our lives to be used by God and for him to stretch us and pull us out of what we're comfortable with, we will start to realize what we are capable of and what God can accomplish through us. And so Reckless, our community needs it. Our community needs not just 20 students or 86 students to come back fired up. It needs all of us to join together and to say, God, we want to participate in the work of your kingdom in this community all around us. And so, God, would you accomplish in me and through me what I could never accomplish on our own? And if you guys would all step forward and say, yes, I'm willing to do that, then we will watch God accomplish some unbelievable things in us and through us. So I hope as, as you guys heard some of the stories and saw some of the videos and, and heard some of the things that took place, I hope that you walk out of this room tonight inspired and challenged and encouraged to take the mission of God with you wherever you go and to allow God to use you to accomplish his purposes. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for an amazing week last week. We thank you for all of the ways that you used the 20 students and leaders that went to Baltimore. God, to expose them to things that maybe they had never seen before, to see the real needs and the issues that exist in that city, and to know that a lot of those same issues and needs exist right here in our own city. And so, God, thank you for what you allowed them to see. Thank you for allowing them and inviting them to be a part of your work in that city. And, God, I pray that as they come back and as they go back into their day-to-day life, God, that they would take some of those things that they learned with them where they go. God, I thank you for the amazing things that you did through our team in Nicaragua. God, I thank you for the transformation that is happening in that village. God, that is tangible, that you can see it with your eyes. God, I thank you that you were allowing us to be a part of your work. And so, God, I pray that we would not be so focused on that village and so wanting to go back that it ends up causing us to be of no use to you here. God, I pray as we are now here, God, in this area, in this community, in our families, in our schools, God, I pray that that same desire and that same faith and that same dependence that you've given us, God, I pray that you would enable those, those things to be existent in our life here and you would use us to accomplish what we could never accomplish on our own for your, for your glory and your kingdom. God, we love you and we thank you and we praise you. And everybody said, amen. amen.